Welcome to Playing for the Master, a podcast on theater, faith, culture, and other shenanigans. Okay. Well, this is the... Uh, possibly... Maybe... It's sort of... Official podcast... For Unmuted Arts... And Master Arts Theater. Hi, welcome to Playing for the Master, and I am Tim Van Bruggen, and this is my co-host... John Wilson. And we have a couple of folks that we're going to talk to today, one of which John is part of. Um, we're going to talk to Walt Williams, who is the youth director at Master Arts Theater, and his co-directors, Angela Schwartz and John Wilson, who you already know, um, about the plans for youth acting class this summer with all the challenges that we have going on. So welcome, Walt and Angela, to the podcast. Thank you for having us. So... This is obviously a very difficult and trying time, and um, I know we've had a lot of different conversations among us about what we could possibly do to offer something for our youth actors and students. So, Walt, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to try and do? All right. Uh, just a short story beforehand. I know at Master Arts, we always people always tell us, well, you can't do that. You're just a tiny little theater, and we always say, Watch us get creative. Well, we just got creative. <laughs> uh, what we'd like to do is we would like to have, we're kind of combining all the things we've done before with youth summer stock and arts day camps and um, our fall class. And we're having a youth thing. I'm not even sure we have a title for it yet, but we're trying something new. We're gonna start with, uh, we're, gonna, we're planning to do uh, Velveteen Rabbit in January. But to do that, we need to start with auditions. Auditions actually start this Saturday morning at um, 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And we will have it as well on Monday night, the 20th at 6.30. Um, those auditions need to be, you need to schedule for them. So please go on our website and schedule a time for audition because we'll have virtual auditions um, and we'll have four to five students per audition with a couple of us um, leaders listening in and we'll help you along with the auditions. Uh, we will have read through or callbacks or read throughs on um, the 27th and possibly also the 28th. And those will be evening uh, read throughs. And we will let you know more about those um, to all the auditioners. We'll explain to those what the read throughs are gonna be like. Um, we're going to have a virtual camp this summer, starting in August 3rd. We'll have Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday for two weeks. You can come, you can see the video at 10 o'clock in the morning, at least by 10 o'clock in the morning. And then at, in the early evening, sometime in the evening, we'll, we'll announce it. Sometime in the evening, you'll be able to ask questions of uh, one or all three of us directors will be there to answer your questions. So that's going to be kind of a, a very unique, different time of learning. We're excited about it ourselves. Starting September 14th on Monday night, we will have uh, virtual uh, practices for a while until the COVID-19 stuff is lifted so that we can actually meet together at the theater. So every Monday night starting September 14th from 4.30 to 6.30, we will be meeting together somehow, either virtual or at the theater, to get prepared for the show. In January, we will have the production. It will be January 14th through the 16th. There will be four performances. 
And um, as long as the COVID-19 thing allows us to, we're going to have an exciting time um, performing. So that's my exp quick explanation of what that is. If you want a little more details, you can go to masterarts.org. I believe it's all listed there for you. That's and um, one of the other things I wanted to mention is because of the unique situation we find ourselves in, we've really lowered the price of being involved in that to $75 per student. We have a couple of scholarships available uh, through people buying cookies at our productions over the last couple of years. Um, so if you'd like to take the class, but you may not have the financial means, please give us a call at the office and we might be able to uh, offer a scholarship to you. Now, this is a really unique way of doing theater, which I think is going to kind of challenge all of us. And it's exciting to see the Velveteen Rabbit still happening because I know that was an exciting part of our, our season that we were really disappointed that we had to cancel. Walt, you've been yes. youth director now for what, 18 years? 18 years, yeah. So obviously this is kind of throwing a curveball at you. <laughs> How are you taking this? How are you taking not being able to meet in person and, and the changes that have come? I know it's really affected you, not just not being able to do, to do youth, but, but your job and everything. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it, what it means to you to try and be offering it in this alternative format. Well, it's very different for me. I am the least technologically advanced person on this panel here. I um, even had to have Tim come with me to even understand what a computer was when I had to go find one. I So for me, this is all new. I'm learning very slowly as it goes along. I, I come kicking and screaming into the technology, but it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. Now, um, I know a talent of some of the youth that were, that were in the past and hope they come back. So I know the production is going to be good. It's just, for me, it's going to be a whole new learning experience just getting to there. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to try something brand new. I'm excited that we're actually doing this because before we came up with this idea, it looked very bleak, like the youth thing was done for a while and that scared me so but i'm glad we're trying this very am. so co-host john and angela you you two have kind of jumped onto the youth theater bandwagon here at master arts over the last couple of years kind of assisting walt and um uh, taking on more responsibilities each time we did a new youth production tell us uh, a little bit about your experience with with working with the youth at master arts and um, what are some highlights for you guys that you've had over the past couple of years as you've jumped onto this uh, kind of moving train of, of youth production at Master Arts? Uh, well, my first experience was getting to help out with youth acting class um, in January earlier this year. That feels like so long ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, it was really exciting. I've always loved working with uh, youth and helping kids to really just recognize their potential and um, really have that opportunity to delve into characters' mindsets and a character's backstory um, and how that can help them to explore more of their own creativity, um, both as actors and just as individuals. Um, so I love, you know, the technological aspects. 
uh, costuming, movement, all of those things that we get to explore together, um, as well as just diving into the individual stories of the characters. I'm excited for diving into our script, um, The Velveteen Rabbit. I know that was a favorite of mine um, growing up, and I think that's going to be a really, really special time. Yeah, there's countless stories of my experiences working with the youth that were really encouraging for me as a director and just as an individual. Again, just getting to see our youth really delve into their own skills, working past some fears that they may have had. Theater is such a wonderful opportunity for allowing us to really see ourselves and see our gifts um, and really blossoming in confidence. So I know that doing it in this format is definitely going to feel different than being in person, but I'm excited to see the ways that it really um, encourages and uplifts uh, the kids that are gonna be joining. John, how about you? There was never really a definitive moment where I like joined the youth teaching thing. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Um, probably to Walt's chagrin, but... Um, yeah, you kind I, of started out as a youth in the program and then just kept coming back, right? Kind of. I never did the I never did the youth theater youth programs. I did the film camp when I was a kid. Um, and I started did, doing when we did kindergarten. This is true. I did do that one, but I did some I helped with Summerstock before I did that one because I <laughs> I was trying to learn how to direct because I wanted to direct movies and I I had to make it big in Hollywood, so I had to learn how to make it big in Hollywood by being a director. And so Walt was like, well, you can help out with this year of summer stock. So I kind of just did these odd jobs and took notes about what Walt was taking notes about and watched him. Um, and then I did do uh, the fall acting class with all I need to know I learned in kindergarten uh, where I got a really fun meaty monologue and it was really fun to work <laughs> through that. And that was a really, growing experience for me in my acting it's one of the like two or three really most impactful uh experiences i've had in terms of growing my uh skills and abilities so then i remember as far as getting involved in youth class it was just randomly one monday while walt and i were in the same show walt was like john you're here early can you help me with the youth class because you're in it last year and i just need some help and i think it was like a third of the way through already and then I just like because my brother was in it so I was driving him and so I just was like gradually roped into that one until it got to their tech and show week and I was like how am I here every night what's happening and then I've just been uh in it now forever it's it is really cool like Angela said to to see the kids like develop and see them open up kids that like are closed off or are set in one thing and to like break them out of that and watch them really grow into their own people and artists is awesome. I love the kids that we get back every year that you can see them growing and them becoming more of a, a person and more of an adult and more of their own artist. And it's really cool. I always enjoy the moments when you're with a kid and you're like wow this is a show like it just becomes so real what the kid's doing and everything clicks for one of the actors or for a couple of the actors and you're just like oh my gosh this scene this is a show 
it's not just a class anymore, but it's a show. Yeah. I know Walt and I, this wasn't a, a youth class, but it was really a youth show very much, was Orphan Trained. Um, and we had one scene in that with three really not super experienced actors. They all three had done a couple things, but they had never really delved into it deep to figure out all the stuff. And they were just like sponges. And we would just throw everything at them. And it was such an amazing scene just because every single rehearsal, they just soaked in so much. And you would just see them apply that instantly. And just watching the kids take that and apply it and grow in that and then create something that's awesome that you would love to see as an audience member is just so exciting. But John is talking about, I call it when the light goes on. And it's exciting to see that light. It just energizes me as much as anyone. For me, my favorite time thing about working with the youth is not when I'm working with them. It's when I do shows like um, Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe, where three out of the four kids, main kids, were actually students of mine. And there were like three or four other students within the cast. I mean, look at the panel right now. Half the panel were students of mine in the past. Right, John? Right, Angela? That is yep. true. That is, <laughs> yep. So for me, that is when it gets even more exciting than just than working with them. It's when afterwards they continue in it. And that just, that just thrills me. And we see that a lot. A lot of the main the people who've been cast in Leeds the last couple of years came up through... Uh, yeah you know, youth acting class or, or youth summer stock. Yeah. Some of them even as far back as Art State Camp, which is our, our elementary school stuff. And now you're acting alongside True. of them and you're realizing just how old you really are. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I'm a very young and spry boy who will never grow old. <laughs> you know what you're talking about? I could do leaps over a building right now. <clears> hey, <throat> <Okay>, Peter Pan. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Velveteen Rabbit about how that I mean that was originally scheduled to be our youth summer stock show this summer mm -hmm. um, and now we uh, have kind of because that show had to be canceled we've kind of like taken that script and and are utilizing it for this combination youth acting class tell us a little bit about how Velveteen Rabbit came to be the script that you wanted to do originally this summer and what you guys think about the story and what makes it special the story isn't is a classic and, and and sometimes you say we're classic people run from that word but it is a classic it's been around for a long time and it's it's got a really wonderful message about about living your life and being alive um and being real and um i think that's a lot of a lot of things that people struggle with every day is how how important am i in somebody else? and in life, why am I here? And I think Velveteen Rabbit answers some of those questions. It's a wonderful story. And for me, there's a dozen or so criteria I have to choose to come up with a play that we're going to do. And this, will, this one fit all of them. It's a wonderful story. It's got a beautiful message to it. And um, it's one that everybody knows or thinks they know. They've heard it before. They, even people who don't know the plot of the story know Velveteen Rabbit. When you say those words, they know what that story is about. And so it's exciting. 
Um, one of the biggest things I like about the script, what we're doing specifically with the script, is that um, you are allowed, you're given permission to cast um, either gender. So instead of a little boy owning a rabbit, we may have a little girl or girl owning the rabbit. And so that'll be fun. We've got, so that gives us plenty of room, plenty of expansion and some corny jokes, but and some wonderful love going on. So, yeah, that's kind of all those things came into being when I read it, so. I love the fact that you can really, you have the freedom to cast whoever you want to um mm -hmm. that's really cool so you don't have to have kids that fit a certain type right you can just cast whoever so that's really cool angela what did you think about the story and you said it was a favorite of yours so um tell us what your thoughts are yeah so the story is like i said one that i grew up with as a kid it has been years since i delved into it so i'm excited to really revisit it it's one of those really beautiful stories that focuses on like the softness and the comfort of a toy and at the same time is delving into that toy's character, uh, which I really love. Um, I'm really curious to see how we can pull out the personalities of those different uh, toys and friends as we go along in the story. It's really interesting how there are some things that we can parallel to right now um i think you know it's a, it's a fitting story for any time but i think there's a lot of things that people especially youth are going through right now that are challenging that are making in some ways us have to really adapt quickly and um grow up and maybe lose things very quickly and i remember one of the key things in the story is um the boy the child um getting sick and then that causes separation between um his beloved toy the rabbit um and it's it's sad but it's also beautiful to see how um but how blessings and joy can come out of a difficult situation because the rabbit is able to find um freedom and friendship um in other places which is really really lovely there's like this special connection that he and the child can have so yeah, that was, I'm, I'm still processing that because I was just kind of making that connection right now today as I was thinking about growing up with that book and then thinking about challenges that we're facing today. Well, I'm the odd man out and I'm sorry, Walt, because I'm going to contradict your statement. I hadn't ever heard this story ever in my life and I only paid <laughs> the name. Seriously. Seriously. I'd never, and it's because I'm an uncultured swine, but I'd never, <laughs> ever, ever ever heard the story um but it, it was very interesting reading the script recently because there is a, a lot of that theme of like personhood which is a the like a theological thing i'm wrestling with right now is is that sort of personhood and, and being real and why did god make you um and how do you operate within what god made you to be if that makes sense and how he designed you. But there's an interesting theme running through that with the Bel Velveteen Rabbit kind of exploring um, what it is to be real and loving others and loving yourself and all of that and sort of the discovery of how God made us for others, um, but also made things in ourselves that, that we're allowed to enjoy and be passionate about and that that is also glorifying. 
And then there is also just a really wonderful theme of love and loving others and the pain of life. I don't think anyone on this uh, podcast or in the world has gone through life without feeling pain and pain sucks a lot of times, but I think there's a certain level of beauty to pain as well sometimes. Yeah. And especially when you view it in the context of the whole tapestry, the pain and the, the hurt of life can really be a, a beautiful thing when it's put together with everything else and with the complete journey of where God's bringing it and where you're going as a person. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of rich themes in here. And th that's always my favorite is when we have rich themes to really dig in with the kids um, to really be able to further them as artists with something that's challenging, but also as people. Cause I think that's one of the coolest things about art is when you yourself are furthered as a person because of the exploration of, everything that's in this work. So that's what I'm excited for. Cool. And between the three of us, we have just put the Velveteen Rabbit on an adult level. We've talked about how the themes of the story are and how existential the entire story is and how it is. But the wonderful beauty of this story is that a two-year-old will watch it absolutely love every minute mm -hmm. every single minute of it so i just want i just i just want to get i want to let you know that it's not it's as way out there as we're making as we <laughs> feel it in our hearts the story is beautiful for as as young as you can get to love the story as well so last question to all three of you um twofold question Oh, except for John's silly question. Yes, which we <laughs> ask of all of our guests. So last, last question concerning the Velveteen Rabbit. So obviously the world is very different right now. And there's a lot of limitations that we as a theater are having to deal with that change every single day. <laughs> it just changed again on Friday. Um, so obviously doing a lot of this in this kind of online format and, and doing video conferencing rehearsals this is this is really really different so each one of you what are your biggest concerns or challenges that you see coming in doing them in this format and then what are some of your hopes what are some of your things that you're hoping may come out of this uh for me the difficulties are going to be um is especially when we go virtual with practice it's being able to see somebody's entire body because in acting it's not just the words you say it's what the body says with it and that's going to be a little bit difficult going into this working with a virtual thing so it's going to be a challenge making it through that concept of it and sometimes even hearing tone through the computer is not always there like we want it to be and so there's going to be some struggles circumventing circumventing technology but but i also know the talent that i've had in the past has been amazing and so i'm looking forward to making this work having this work oops i think there's gonna be a lot of things we do this time that are reusable 
for instance, the classes that you guys are going to be able to watch, we'll be able to um, use those again later for, for certain reasons. Who knows how we're going to use them. We'll be able to update those, those teaching methods and throw in some different examples and, and make them make those usable, not just in this class, but who knows how many adults might say, um, do you remember I heard something about this class that you guys are kind of want to hear some information and we're hoping for that. So I'm excited about making this uh, a, more than just let's make it through, but making this a usable, wonderful experience for everybody. That's my hopes. Angela, biggest challenge and biggest hopes. Yeah, as I've been thinking about this, I know I'm really excited to be offering this to our youth and I know uh, John and Walter, the directors are too. I think for me, the biggest concern that I have is just engaging and gaining excitement from our youth, um, from auditions onwards, because I know having been a youth myself, um, but even still as an adult, one of the biggest draws to doing theater is community and getting to hang out with your friends. And I know how, you know, we've been doing um, readers theater type things through Master Arts and other platforms during this time. And that took some adjusting for us, you know, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's still a great opportunity for that community and group activity but it takes some it takes some adjusting so my hope um is that we can convey that this is still going to be a participatory event it's still going to be fun and um maybe a little silly considering the three of us um i mean educational <laughs> as well as entertaining um that that's my hope um and i guess i would say my commitment to this is that it would be yeah educational and fun um, and that it would still be something that our youth can see as an opportunity to get together with those friends that they've made um, so I'm really thrilled to have this opportunity to give them this year as opposed to you know nothing that'd be really sad um, so I'm really really excited for that um, but I'd also love to see you know some new faces come in um, really take advantage of, yeah. of the teachings I mean there's a there's a lot that they're gonna be able to unpack through this um, a lot that I wish I'd had available when I was a bit younger um, via video and such. Um, but also there's going to be some really cool participatory times um, of just acting and thinking and playing together. So I'm really looking forward to that. John. I uh, think similarly to Walt, it is going to be difficult not being in the space with the kids. Um, Blocking especially I think will be difficult because obviously square blocks on a screen can't move unless somebody else joins and then all of them move over. Um, <laughs> but you know, you're, you're not going to be able to have the kid and be like, hey, move over there. Um, there's going to be a lot of spontaneous physical related acting things that I don't think we're going to be able to do as well. Um, I think that will really be the biggest challenge. What I'm most excited for is definitely the class time, that two-week workshop, um, especially the conversation time in the evening. Um, just having a time to, to sit down and talk through, okay, what did we just talk about? Let's talk through this concept. What are questions you have? What are thoughts you have in relation to your character? Um, 
or different ideas you have for how to apply it and just being able to talk through all of that methodology with the kids. I think that's going to be a really cool thing that we haven't always been able to do super effectively. I mean, we, as far as like a conversation, we've taken questions, but we've never had a sit down, let's talk about this concept time. Um, and so I'm really excited for that part and just the opportunities to, to grow and deepen um, the, the students as artists. Thanks all of you for sharing your thoughts about our new virtual youth acting class. It's gonna be running all through the summer and fall. So uh, auditions are this weekend on Saturday and Monday. You can go to masterarts.org and sign up and I will share a little bit more details about that at the end of the program. Um, but before we say goodbye to our guests, um, this show is about shenanigans as well. And uh, John usually has a very interesting question to ask our guests. So John, to end our time together, why don't you uh, do some shenanigans? All right, Walt and Angela, if you could choose one fruit-based superpower, what would that one superpower be? See, I've listened to the previous episodes where this question was asked, and this is partially sarcastic, but getting to answer this is the main reason I came on today. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> but with that note, Walt, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was cruel. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I was hoping to be able to think through you while you were saying I could think of something. Okay, uh, I thought of it. I want, I want to be able to like, and I know I'm going to think of a better answer later because that's how life goes. <laughs> but you've seen Zootopia. You know how they have that thing with like shooting the blueberries, but it's actually it's similar to the little nightshade, the deadly nightshade balls that they shoot out. Anyways, I have the ability to have like radioactive blueberries that I could like pew pew out <laughs> would be really cool. Like straight out of my fingers. I don't know. But that's what so I'm the going blueberry, with. blueberry like grows on her finger and then don't know. from it. <laughs> No, it doesn't grow. It just appears. It just shoots out like lightning, bro. That's all. So you both splatter your enemy and provide them with much-needed antioxidants. Yes. So it stuns but them, but allows for future health and growth. That's what we're about. After they recover from that's the poison. Yes, precisely. That, that, <laughs> that's what I meant, of course. Walt. Um, Probably the peach, um, soft, fuzzy, sweet, and it, my superpower would be making people smile. Oh, how does that, how does that stop a bank robber? What? It, how does that it stop makes a them bank smile robber, so much. They makes them smile so much. They they give in. And okay. if he's happy, then he doesn't need to rob a bank for money because money's right. not. It's a preventative superpower. That's exactly. excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, um, Walt Williams and Angela Schwartz um, and John Wilson, the directors of the upcoming youth acting class. 
um, for joining us today and answering our shenanigans. Just to give you a little rundown again, you can uh, go to masterarts.org and either go to auditions or under the class drop-down menu. Uh, it's in both of those places that you can find out more information or click on the picture of the Velveteen Rabbit on the homepage. We'll take you to there as well. Uh, you need to sign up and register for an audition date and time. Um, those are in half hour slots this coming Saturday from 10 to 12.30 or next Monday. Um, the 20th from 6.30 to 9. And there's uh, five slots in each half hour. Go and sign up. Uh, you can pay right online or give me a call and I can give you the information at 616-455-1001. And the dates, again, auditions are this coming Saturday and Monday, July 18 and 20. Um, the two-week summer camp is going to be August 3rd to 14th, um, Monday through Friday. Uh, a video will drop in the morning and then a discussion in the afternoon or evening. And then rehearsals will be on Monday afternoons from 4.30 to 6.30. And those will be starting September 14th with the show being in January. Now, just to put parents at ease, um, we are keeping on top of all the regulations and requirements in the middle of this pandemic. We are committed to keeping the kids safe, and uh, we're going to stay virtual until we um, have the go-ahead from the state that things are have calmed down enough or there's a vaccine where we can start to meet in person. So we are gonna do this as safely as possible for your kids. Um, again, if you want more information, go to masterarts.org, um, or you can call the office between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. at 616-455-1001. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Playing for the Master. Our next episode, we're going to be talking to a mime. Now, how you can talk to a mime <laughs> on a podcast, I don't really know. So this is going to be an interesting experience for us. But thanks again for joining us for another episode of Playing for the Master. I'm Tim. And I'm John. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Playing for the Master, a co-production of Unmuted Arts and Master Arts Theater, both out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Our theme music is Rondo Giocoso, a piece written and performed by Richard Sertia. Our podcast is edited by Tim Van Bruggen. The views expressed by the hosts of this podcast are completely their own and may not reflect those held by the organizations as a whole. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed, please email them to director at masterarts.org. Thanks for listening.